Welcome to A Walk In My Stilettos, where our goal is to help you walk in your greatness. I'm your host, Makini Smith. The purpose of this show is to inspire you to walk in your greatness. We have conversations with amazing women that are letting us take a walk in their stilettos so that we can continue to walk in a manner worthy of our calling. Today's guest, we have Tamina Kureishi. Hopefully I didn't butcher your name, darling. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so she's uh, an entrepreneurial-driven social media guru and founder of The Brand Agents. It's a branding agency assisting individuals and companies in developing strategies and offering professional services. Please welcome Tamina to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate coming on here, and um, I've been a big fan of yours for a long time, so... I'm really happy to be here. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, um, you know, my name, people ask me all the time, you know, what does your name actually mean? It sounds kind of complicated. So I always appreciate when I meet other people with unique names. And I love to start the show by asking people what their name means, because we all have all these titles that we go by. Uh, but our name is very important. It's a title that we're called every single day. So understanding the significance of it is important. So what does Tamina mean? That is actually such a cool question. I don't think I've ever been asked. (laughs) So that's hilarious. But my name actually means precious jewel in Persian, but I'm practicing myself. But I love it. Persian name. Yeah. Pretty cool. Ah, I love that. I love it. Story behind it, but uh, with a king that had a stone and all that good stuff. I don't know the entire story because it's a Persian story, but yeah, that's what it is. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So you said it's a Persian name, but you have a Pakistani background. Yes. Ah, um, you know my son is half Pakistani. Oh, really? Yeah. A lot of people don't guess that I'm Pakistani and I have that conversation with a lot of people consistently just because I don't look like the typical Pakistani person um, under the stereotypical, you know, idea of a Pakistani. Mm-hmm. So um, I often have really funny and unique conversations around that topic. So, yeah. I can only imagine. I was going to say I, I would not have guessed that myself, obviously, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, so let's jump right in. And can you share with us what the brand agents is? So the brand agents is a branding agency that does basically everything branding related. So it helps. uh, I specialize in small businesses and we help small businesses make big branding moves. So anything that will help them grow their socials and their online presence and their digital footprint, um, we provide all of those services to kind of cater to that. Okay, so what what inspired you to launch Brand Agents? So as you know, as we first connected, I had a company named Femforte, which was a makeup line, and um, it consistently involved into an online shop that moved away from makeup, and it started, I I wanted to kind of have other entrepreneurs on there sub-selling from my website, and I just kept figuring it out, and I was like, what is it that I consistently like about the, the companies that I start, but what is it that I'm steering away from? And that was, I loved, loved the branding and the advertising and the marketing element of anything that I started. So I'm like, 
I went ahead when I had the makeup line, I was kind of designing all my flyers and doing all of the social stuff, managing my socials and helping all of the sub selling companies as well with their socials, with their photography and all that good stuff. So I'm like, you know what? The consistent lesson that I'm learning here is that I love branding. I love marketing. I love advertisement. So I kind of took all those lessons with me and that's how the brand agents kind of gave birth right there. <laughs> I love how, you know, you realize what your strengths were and what you really enjoyed doing. And you took that and developed that into, you know, making that your, your business. So like you said, when we first connected, you were doing the cosmetic line and then it transitioned and now you're doing this. So how have your past ventures prepared you or developed you for what you're currently doing? Like, I know you talked about, um, you know, picking out your strengths, but do you feel that it's the stuff that you were doing in the past? How did that develop Tamina for what she's doing right now? You know what it is? At first, it was a little, you know, it it was a little scary telling everyone, hey, like, remember I did Femme Forte? Well, now I'm doing something else. It's kind of hard for people to keep track of what you're doing. A lot of people like a consistent story, but um, a story that consistently evolves is is one that matters too. So that was really important for me. Um, you know, I could have just said, you know what, let me just stick to the same name and just keep on changing what the same company is. Or I can keep growing as a person and kind of reflect that into my business um, life as well, you know. So that was really important for me just to keep on identifying what I like. And, you know, they say that we change every seven years. So how can you expect the same person to, you know, like the same thing? When I started at Femme Forte, I was 18, 19, and now I'm 26. It's not going to reflect the same person anymore. So I think the biggest lesson that I've learned from that and what's important to me is paying attention to what you like and what you don't like. I, um, I'm a big journal keeper as like you, I know you have your own journal as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I'm a big journal person. So I write down and I like to measure and track my success and my progress. And it was just highlighting the things that I like, no matter what I was doing, no matter what was changing, that one common thing that just never shifted or moved and figuring that out in yourself and keeping to that, keeping true to yourself was really important for me. Yeah, I, you know, I love how you touch on we we evolve. We're human beings. You know, we're evolving constantly, and people can't expect you to, you know, be in the same business, especially as entrepreneurs when you're creative. Um, and it's not uh, not that you have, because I think that in each of the businesses that you've been in, you've had success. Um, but it's it's okay for people to um, pivot and transition you know, to something new once they've evolved. Mm -hmm. And that's so important what you just said also is because a lot of people would be scared to kind of be like, hey, guess what, you guys, I just did something new again. And it it sounds like you're not you're not able to stay on one task for too long. And that's not the case. I think we're socially constructed into thinking that we have to stay on one thing for the rest of our lives and that's essentially what a nine-to-five job is right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i think our minds are so trained with that that when an entrepreneur is like hey i'm doing this and now i've grown as a person and i identified this better fits me that that's not something that you should be scared of because anyone that doesn't find that you know normal or okay that's because they're socially constructed into that nine-to-five framework anyways you know Yes, you've hit the nail on the head. People are programmed because the masses are, you know, 
in the nine to five position that you must stay with a certain position or a certain company. But as an entrepreneur, as a creative, you grow and you evolve and things change. Um, so for you, how did you know it was time to transition and to make a shift to progress and achieve your, your dreams and your goals? You know what? I don't think I, it's ever been an aha moment. I think it's always been in me. Um, it was just never being uh, completely happy in anything that I did. So I could have had, I've actually had many uh, dream jobs that people would probably die for and worked with large companies. And there was just that missing void that I'm like, Ugh, I hate working on their time. I hate working, you know, the in, in a position that I don't essentially want to be in in that moment. Uh, I don't want to do this today. And for me, entrepreneurism was uh, entrepreneurship, sorry, was just something that was so important for me because it re it represent freedom for me and that's something that I like in every element of my life in relationships in you know my family's very free-spirited like that's just in me so it wasn't like an aha moment it was just something that was in me that I had to identify how I'm going to kind of take it out of myself and and implement it into my career you know so what what advice would you give to someone who's afraid to make that transition see the thing is um I feel like when we talk about entrepreneurship, we kind of tell people to jump off the bridge and just go for it. And that doesn't work for everybody when their bills come in, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, that was, that was a slow progress, but a great progress for me. I, I logically made the move of, you know, attaining my own clients and also working. And then once it, the, the money evened out and I had enough clients and I was making enough money on my side hustle that I was at my nine to five, then I'm like, okay, you know what? It makes sense now. And now I know that it's evening out on both scales and now there's potential that if I was to leave this job, there's room for growth in my own field, in my own work, you know, and, you know, you know, and, and that was really, that was really I, I was one of those people that jumped off the bridge straight into entrepreneurship. <laughs> so, but I wouldn't advise that to anyone. Like you said, um, it's definitely not for anyone. Uh, it's definitely not for the weak at heart. I went straight from being a stay at home mom mm -hmm. into full-time entrepreneurship um, because I, I decided to um, and my marriage. So I was actually going through a divorce when I became an entrepreneur. Yeah. And <laughs> the first eight months, let me tell you, I was, so, you know, I'm a mother of three. So I have three dependents. I had a dog. So you add a fur baby in there. I had a mortgage and I had a car payment. So yeah, that, that, <laughs> that definitely created some stress and anxiety, uh, but I feel on the positive side, that forced me to hustle and make it work. There was no security blanket there. There was no, um, you know, to me, welfare was not an option. I was fighting with my ex-husband about funds, so there was no, you know, sugar daddy. There was nothing, and I, I was forced to hustle my tail off, and it was like eight months after, God was like, okay, you've hustled enough. You've proven your point. I got you and the floodgates opened up and my career in real estate like took off. I did, I sold more real estate in the last four months of that year than the average realtor sells in 12 months. And it, I evolved from that obviously. Um, but I definitely jumped <laughs> without having that, that 
safety net. Yeah, for um, sure. And well, I don't think that's like the only route. Sorry to cut you off. I'm, I, I don't think that jumping off the bridges is essentially a bad thing, but it's just important to kind of outline to people that's not the only option. Right. So, okay, tell us more about what your transition was like from nine to five to entrepreneurship. Because I know you said you you balanced it out and, you know, and, until it made sense for you. But, like, bring us, walk us through what the process was like for you. So it was, I would say it was an emotional one just because um, it took me a while to figure out there was a void in my life and I didn't understand that. And I always tell people, close friends, that through this progress of going from work life to entrepreneurship, it was a mixture of guilt and misery. So I'll further explain. So I, I felt this constant misery and I didn't understand it. Me looking at my name on a resume, I was just checking off everything. My portfolio was looking beautiful, <laughs> was looking nice and thick. You know, I was, <laughs> I was doing everything that I should have. I was everywhere that I needed to be. And everyone was like, high five, Tamina, you're doing great. And I'm like, all right, cool. But by the time I went home at night, there was just something that was missing and I could identify that in myself. So that's where my feelings of guilt came in. Cause I'm like, you know, I had to fight with myself. Like Tamina, what's wrong with you? Like, you're so blessed. Everything's going great. You have a good job. What's the issue? Why are you feeling miserable? Are you not counting your blessings? But that whole entire time, I wasn't realizing that I was actually in my story. You know, mm -hmm. that was that whole journey to entrepreneurship that I really needed to push myself. So even though I didn't jump off the bridge, it was, it, it was a long walk to the bridge, you know, like it took me a while to kind of figure out like, there's something missing, but everything's great. What are you going to do? What is it? Is it somebody in your life? And I had to weed out friendships. And I've really changed a lot in my life in the past two years. So I don't party. You know, I don't, I, it's not because it's wrong, because I, I, it just does not interest me anymore. I've grown mm -hmm. to a point where I just do not care to be in a room full of sweaty people. You know, <laughs> I have to kind of go through my own cleanse where I'm like, okay, is there something about my personality? Is there someone in my life? Is there somewhere I'm, I'm allowing myself to be that it's not fitting right with me? And it was just, I just had to get down to the nitty gritty of myself and be like, you know what? I think it's because you're not doing your own thing and you know how much work you put in to a nine to five. When I've had these jobs, I, I've never been a lazy person when it comes to work. Like mm -hmm. I'm not one of those people that just come in and go, once oh, the day going to be done? I just put in work because I'm like, that's how the time flies by. If I'm here, I might as well do it. That's always kind of been my personality, but it was like, the itch that I had in myself was imagine putting in these hours, imagine putting in the quality of work and it was your own projects. It was your own work. It was mm -hmm. your name on it, not the company's name that you're working for. So that was like, really was that, I guess that was my aha moment where I was just like, I'm not lazy. You know, it's identifying the good in you too. It's like, I'm not lazy. I put mm -hmm. in work. <laughs> why, why am I not doing this for myself? I keep doing it for other people, other companies, and cool, I get to stamp their name on my portfolio, but essentially, it, I, I don't have any ownership on these things, you mm -hmm. know? I'm yep. just a member of society within these companies, so... That's, that's where really I was just like, you know what, something's got to give, you got to change some things up. So I forcefully changed a lot in my life. And that was just one of them. 
um, you know, I think it's important that you touched on that you had to uh, change your circle and your environment. Um, those were two things that played a key role in my transition um, from my, my marriage and then even in entrepreneurship when I decided to pivot to a different industry. Um, changing the people that you surround yourself with and the environments that you put yourself in. Um, I, how do I say this? I, it's, and it's not even necessarily like there's anything wrong with the people. They could be the greatest people ever, but they're not moving in the direction that you're moving in. So for you to continue um, to be around them, you know, your, your, your vibe, your energy is transferable. So you end up, you know, sticking around and doing the same things and having certain conversations that are not progressing you into the route of your purpose or that you're, you're passionate about. So you definitely have to, you know, separate yourself sometimes in order to get to where you want to go. And it's not that you don't love the people that you're kind of leaving behind. It's just, you love yourself more. 100%. And it's important to kind of also figure out who's designed for your lifestyle, right? So mm -hmm. they're not, when you, as you mentioned, they're not bad people. When you value them as a person, they're, they're a hundred percent full of love and full of life and they're great, but are they specially designed for your lifestyle? That's something mm -hmm. that was really important for me. I have a lot of good people in my life, but the things that they do on a daily basis, it started to, and, and this is me really triggering a, a word that might you know not touch people the right way but I started to get bored and mm -hmm. when I realized that I was like uh 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 this is not <laughs> right I'm bored of the people that I've been chilling with for over 10 years I'm bored of and that's how I knew I was kind of you know this old skin was just peeling off of me mm -hmm. I knew there was just more in me and that because I wasn't feeling comfortable where I used to be I didn't want to go places where I used to. I didn't want to be around the people all the time like I used to, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's not kicking people out of your life. It's just who is specially designed for the lifestyle that you're trying to portray. Is that wrong? No. No, it's not wrong. And I think, you know, when you, even when you use the term bored, that's actually a sign from God that you're evolving. And, it's, and like you said, there's nothing wrong with those people. They could be absolutely amazing people and full of love. But when you start to get bored of the conversations or bored of hanging around them because you're thinking on a higher vibration, on a higher level, and they're not necessarily there yet. You know, we all evolve at different rates. So, you know, you've just moved to where you need to surround yourself with people that you can resonate with and you can exchange energy with where you still feel alive and, and vibrant. I've had friends that I was super close with to the point where, you know, we would message multiple times a day. We would speak every time, like every single day and see each other at least once or twice a week. But it became to a point where I couldn't have a conversation with them where I felt I was interested in the conversation anymore. Yeah. And it's not that I, any form of feeling that you're better than, it's just you can no longer relate, yes. you know. For for example, you know, it, especially as an entrepreneur, if you're talking about progressing things and they're constantly talking about things of the past and your ex-boyfriend or their, you know, gossip with so-and-so, if you're not interested in that, you get bored of that. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just you've evolved from those environments and, and those people. Exactly. And the two important words that have really played a large role, sorry, a big role in my life has been um, access and privacy, right? So mm -hmm. for me, it's been this huge 
realization of the people in my life, um, you know, it's one thing to be bored, but if they linger around too long, it started to irritate me and I need to, to really catch that earlier than later before, you know, it turned ugly. So mm -hmm. giving people the accessibility to your life and seeking out if they respect your privacy has been a big thing for me. Like if I want to sit down and work on my laptop for 10 hours uh, today, let me, you know, allow me the, the accessibility and the privacy to do whatever I'd like. And when I need you to be there, cool, I'll give you the option. I'll open the door and let you know that you're invited whenever you are. But when the door is locked, you can't sit there and complain that the door is locked because I'm locking the door for myself. Right. Right. That, that's important. I think, you know, that's a, a, something that I'm definitely going to take away, um, you know, the access and privacy. I, I've always been that person where I don't allow everyone access to me. And it used to offend some people. But I've realized now, even the people who I had closer to me, I've basically lim started limiting their access to me. Because you're spending more and more time doing things for them or to please them and less time doing things for yourself and to please you when that's not how things should be. Especially in prime time. When you're in a zone and, you know, it's so exciting when you first get on that self-journey and you're like, wow, like if I dedicate this many hours to myself, these are the results. And as soon as you start that journey and you're so excited and you're on your way to entrepreneurship and someone's like, hey, make time for me. And you're like, I dedicated the <laughs> life to you. Like, mm -hmm. let me get on this roller coaster. And that's what was really important for me too. It's like, I've been so confused i've been on this lot <laughs> of my life and 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 now you're gonna now that i'm excited and i figured it out i put the last puzzle piece you down and you're gonna tell me no <laughs> like yep. there's no way you can do that i've i've had so i've been an entrepreneur for full-time for eight years now mm -hmm. and in the, in the beginning it wasn't so bad obviously i made time for for my friends but i had to basically set um some boundaries for myself um, and for my, my children, uh, because, you know, people want you to come and hang out with them and do social time. But then as an entrepreneur, you have certain time that like, you don't work, you don't make any money, you know, you, you yeah. have to put in your time. And they are pulling at you left, right and center. And at first, I was trying to balance everything. I was trying to be everything to my friends, everything to my family, everything to my kids, everything to my partner. And then I had nothing left for me. And when I started to, I, my formula is basically um, faith, family, finance, then comes friends and, and fun. And that's how I balance. And it's like totally in that order. Um, and once I did that, I started to get some sanity for myself. So I know that on Sundays I'm at church and I know that on Wednesdays I'm at Bible study and that's my peace time. And, you know, I schedule in the kids activities and then I schedule it. You know what I mean? So my work goes in between that. And if friends want to be upset that I don't have time for them, unfortunately, that's a you problem, not a me problem. Cause <laughs> yeah, you have to, you have to set. I think that's such a smart way of thinking. Yeah. And that's something I'm going to take away from you because that is such a calculated and logical way of thinking things as well. Because once your cup is full for the day, it's full. You'll mm -hmm. never overexhaust yourself because your cup is full at that point. When you go through 
you know, family, friends or, or financials and then you feed yourself at church or whatever it is, if your cup is full that day and you can't add on, you can't top it off, that's okay. Yep, yep. And, and you have to be okay when people get upset about that. Like you can't take that on personally. Like my, the biggest thing that I've, I've been hearing the past couple of years is, oh, well, you know, you're so busy or, oh, you have no time for me or, oh, and then these are things, assumptions that they make before even asking if I'm available. Um, you know, if, if it's, you know, my mother or my siblings or whatever, if they make a request, if it's important, yes, I will make that time if I, you know, put things aside. But if it's friends that just want to hang out for the sake of hanging out and doing absolutely nothing, mm, I think I would rather spend time with my children or mm, I think I would rather work on my business so I can create my legacy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That agree with what you're saying honestly like I'm at this point in my life where if the type of friendships that I have too if they're not my you know my outsource for happiness um then they're not really serving a purpose because if I'm exhausted from my career stuff and my family stuff I when I input my friends into my life they're supposed to serve the purpose of being that listening ear Mm -hmm. and you know consoling me and and comforting me that's the role of a friend so if they're not doing that and they're using up all that friend time to complain that I'm not there it kind of defeats the purpose of being a friend right right so for you what role has personal development played in your life um I'd say in the last five years in your evolution at that point huge 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 it has helped me guide myself into this beautiful journey of just knowing and I think that's really important just knowing a lot about myself so it just helps me make the like right decisions faster with anything that I do just because once you know yourself there's just like one road and anything that's outside of that road you're like no that doesn't align with my path Mm -hmm. so having clarity is very important for me if I don't want to go somewhere I don't need to because it doesn't align with my road if I don't want to be in this relationship I don't need to because it doesn't align with this road so Mm -hmm. clarity has really been the key role when I think about self-journey it's just answered all my questions and future questions that are going to emerge I I kind of have the answers to because I know myself right now I know that I'm going to continue evolving and continue growing into a you know a better version of myself but where I am right now I'm pretty comfortable in my solitude in my silence and by myself that's really been an important role So you mentioned earlier um, about you journaling. Do you have any other practices you use for your personal development, like, you know, affirmations or gratitude um, practices or anything like that that you do on a regular basis for your personal development? Yeah. So this journal that I have is actually just like a blank one. So I kind of take the pages on as um, a moment of detox throughout my day. If I want to sit there and write about everything that I'm grateful for, I go ahead and use that blank paper and use it for gratitude. The next page is for my tasks that I have to do the next day. It's just kind of spilling everything that's on my mind on paper. That's been such a huge help for me just because I feel like whenever you take things out of your mind, whether it's vocally or you're writing it down, you have to create an outlet for yourself. And I don't think a lot of people understand that because that's how kind of stress stacks up in your mind. You know, when you are filing, I think of our brains as like filing cabinets, right? Mm -hmm. So whenever you have a stress or a problem or you're thinking about something and you're trying to figure something out, that's an extra file in our cabinets, Mm -hmm. in our mind. 
So is, there's going to come a time where your files are just going to be scattered everywhere. You're not going <laughs> to know where to find what. So I really just try to physically sit there and write down things that are on my mind, close the book and store it away. And it's just out of my mind at that point. I almost feel like it's, it's a personal detox for me. Mm. Uh, another thing is I just recently moved out on my own and I think that has been such an aid in my personal growth and just figuring everything out because um, there's no interference at all. There's not a second voice. Everything is me. So I kind of have to figure and navigate everything out myself. And that, that, that's a lot of pressure right there. But <laughs> also, you know, it kind of forces you to be completely and entirely you. You know, uh, I think you mentioned earlier that you're 26. And I'm thinking to myself, was I this grounded and sensible at 26? I think not. Like, <laughs> you know. I learn from my environments more. And I'm so curious to know things. So I think I just took it upon myself to make myself a project, to be honest. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. So, um, you know, you've had some amazing accomplishments in the last uh, few years. So what changes have you had to make in yourself um, to open up yourself to all the, the blessings that have come? Uh, I think that's a great question, actually. I think uh, one of the things that we already touched on is the kind of people that I had in my life. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of people that used up their free time just to do absolutely nothing. And I realized that I don't like that. Just sitting in one spot for too long makes me itch. Mm -hmm. So kind of realizing, uh, weed out the people and if someone's around, they have to kind of feed you, feed your mind, feed your soul. So that's something that really activated a lot of other blessings because I've surrounded myself with friends that are um, in their own path of self journey and self reflection and you know, doing well in their careers as well. So it's it's really nice to invite new people into your life that reflect the new you. And they're, you know, I'm going to their events to support them. They're coming out to my events and support me. It's almost like a nice, strong support group of people that I've invited into my life. Um, I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. And what else would I say? Opportunities really started opening up to me once I started, again, like, being very curious about myself and what I like and what I don't like and just listening. I'm so into podcast listening and watching entrepreneur videos on YouTube. So just kind of hearing certain words. I have this like key bank in my memo pad where if a word sticks out to me, I kind of write it down. And then I realize that I come across people now and they'll use those words that I put down that caught my eye. And I'm like, this is so funny that I'm like aligning myself with you know, new opportunities and new people from these new words that I keep hearing and they, and they move me and they touch me. And it's kind of like speaking things into existence, mm. but just establishing a uh, self character and, um, you know, putting yourself out there in the most authentic way that you can. I think people don't shy away from DMing me, directly mm. messaging me on Instagram and being like, Hey, this is what I feel like. I know you went through this. I remember you posting about this failure that you had at this moment in time that you were going through it, what should I do? So that's opened up a lot of opportunities and blessings for me as well, because I've created this avenue for people to relate to me, talk to me and um, call me out and they'll know that I'll be there if, if they need me to be. I love that. I think that authenticity and vulnerability, vulnerability, ability is 
giving because when I finally learned to not be ashamed of my truth and be open about it and share it, not only in my book, but on social media, like you said, you get people that message you that don't even know you and will message you their truth. And, you know, they will share things with you. They probably haven't even shared with their, their own family and friends. Um, You know, you, you, your vibe attracts your tribe. Like you, you start to attract more people that want to be transparent and authentic and that are, you know, trying to, what's that word I'm looking for, that, that are also on that self-discovery journey. Yeah, um, yeah, of course. Yeah. Like what we said, like, the vibe attracts the, the vibe, right? right? And you don't and realize, I feel like, it's really funny when we go through things, and we're like, oh, my God, the world is against me. And then sometimes you put it out there, the other people, they're like, oh, you're going through the same thing. It's that relatability. Yeah, the social proofing, yeah. Exactly, because it's like, you know, like, whenever you think you're by yourself, there's, like, 10 more million of, 10 more million. <laughs> yeah. The same exact way, and you're like, oh, okay, we're all the same. We're all <laughs> we're all walking the same direction. Great, high five. You know? <laughs> yes, that's the reason why I gravitated to you as well online. I love the fact that you have these journals. I love the fact that you ask people all the time what they're grateful for because I find that the social conversation online right now is very negative. It's you know we hear like bashing of celebrities, bashing of other people. It's very self-indulgence in the most negative way possible so I that's why I've attracted myself towards your brand as well and I and thank I appreciate you. thank you um you know I have people when I when I do public speaking events and they ask questions about you know when they ask about your journey and um my answer is similar to yours about you know surrounding yourself with uh, different people and building new friendships and stuff like that. And people will always ask from the audience, their questions are like, well, how do you, how do you find new friends? How do you make new friends? Or how do you attract the people that you want to be around? And, oh, I've had this friend for 20 years and I can't leave them behind and all these things. Like one thing that has totally changed my life, especially as an introvert, cause I'm not, I, I am not into, um, being as social as people would would think, um, but I have made amazing connections through social media. Mm-hmm. You know, I have met amazing women like yourself through social media. You you see things online, and yes, social media can be someone's highlight reel. But when you see people who are sharing their truth uh, and they're sharing the good and the bad, when they're sharing, you know, their authenticity of how they're feeling or what they're going through, but they're still also being positive. I'm like, yeah, I like you, <laughs> you know, and you start to, to, to um, interact with that person. You know, I have people internationally that I message on a regular basis through social media. We've never actually met in person. Um, yeah. It's, it's amazing what it social media can do when you use it the right way. Yes, exactly. And I don't know where we went wrong. I think it's the development of Instagram and like the amount of pictures that you can put. I'm not too sure. I always wonder that. And I'm very curious about that, where we took this social media platform that was created to, you know, talk to someone on the other side of the world and turn it into this kind of vision board. You know, people post the most perfect pictures in the most you know, uh, unrealistic, <laughs> they'll take pictures in the grocery store aisle and looking in a dress and they're like, you don't go grocery shopping. In a prom dress. No, you don't. 
you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's just, I, I don't know where we went wrong with that because I, I think the whole idea of these social media platforms and, you know, this conversation where people are like, oh, don't overdo it. And it's like, we should be. Why wouldn't you want to utilize this amazing, strong platform where you can connect with people that you've never met before mm -hmm. you can go ahead and meet someone for the on the other side of the world that's relating to you in that moment in time you know mm -hmm. in the same second that you're posting and you're and you're messaging them that is so powerful and amazing i don't know where we went wrong where people kind of feel like they should restrict it into this perfect lifestyle i'm, I'm not too sure about that i i agree with you um you know, sometimes you see stuff online, and you're like, yeah, that's not real. <laughs> um, I was speaking at an event the other day and one of the panelists was talking about, yeah, well, you know, she's made a lot of money and she's been able to do a lot of things. But when she sees people online posting in their Porsches and their Ferraris, you know, her automatic assumption is to assume that it's leased or fake. And then there was another panelist who was like, actually, you know, I just got rid of my Porsche. I drive an Audi now, but it's real. It's not, it's not leased. <laughs> but we're, the, because there's so many people portraying something that's not real, it's hard now to, 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 from the real. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I love people like yourself and that's a beauty of, of the caption area on um, yeah. Instagram. And I think bef long before, you know, it became normal to have such long captions, I had these stories in my captions and people were like, geez, like, you know, <laughs> they like put it in a book. <laughs> and, <laughs> like I love that caption area and for me a lot of my posts I feel like I don't even care if the photo relates sometimes I'm I'm just trying to get the caption out there I want you to read the story that I'm putting out or the positivity or the inspiration like that's where the jewels are that so and then you know what like anyone that stares away from stories I love reading long captions because I'm like oh like they took the time to sit there and mm -hmm. And talk to us you know <laughs> anyone that's not interested in my long uh essays of a then it's all good keep it moving you know well, Instagram put a restriction on me now. I went to post something the other day and it, I guess it, they thought it was like a thesis. So they're like, yeah, no, they only posted half my caption. I had to divide it into two posts. <laughs> Speaking of social media, before we go to the final segment of the show, I want you to share um, how they can stay connected with you online. So my personal account is Tamina underscore underscore Q, which is T-A-H-M-I-N-A underscore underscore Q. And my professional page, The Brand Agents, is simply at The Brand Agents on Instagram. That is also the website, brandagents.com. And I will be developing a TaminaQ.com shortly. Awesome. Awesome. So, I mean, it's no surprise that my favorite type of shoe is a stiletto, although I'm turning 39. I don't know if my ankles can keep up. <laughs> but um, I was reading an article, so I like to ask everyone on the show, um, but the article basically said your favorite type of shoe says a lot about your personality. So I'm asking you, Tamina, what is your favorite type of shoe? Is it a heel? Is it a running shoe? A walking shoe? A flip-flop? Uh, wedge pump the tallest heel that you can possibly find <laughs> i have short people syndrome so <laughs> so that means that uh, you work hard and you have excellent taste according oh, to this wow. article 
Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So this part of the show, I call it a walk in her stilettos, where basically you share in general inspiration from your walk. So I ask you a series of general questions um, and you just say whatever comes to mind. Okay. So first question is, um, what new belief, behavior, or habit has improved your life in the last five years? habit not being afraid of change i think a lot of people are scared of change but it's a beautiful space to be in love it i i love it um i used to i used to change things so often that you know people are like what is wrong with this girl like i i would change my hair every two weeks or i would yeah. change yeah. like my my sister before she passed away like her nickname for me was nunu because I, I just like new stuff. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with change. People are so stuck in their comfort zone that they're limiting themselves. And you never, un, like, until you learn to step out of your comfort zone and accept change, you have no idea what you're missing out on in life. Like, trying the simplest new thing, like, I don't know, ordering something new on the menu when you go out or, you know, just the smallest thing can make a difference. Well, you know what it is? I think a lot of people align change with unsure. And that's what it, a lot of people need to stay away from. Being the, you know, having the ability to change consistently doesn't mean that you're unsure or you're unstable. It is the freedom to do whatever you want with the one life that you have. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, next question. Name a book that has changed or greatly impacted your life. Mm, this is hard. There's so many different books, but it's actually, you know what? It's a book full of poems and it's called The Beautiful Chaos. Mm. That one, it really broke down to me. It's, it's simple little haiku poems, but they really get down to it and they touch you every single time you're feeling something. It's like the book knows you and it, it really hit the spot for me. Love it. Love it. Um, let's see. Uh, what advice would you give your younger self? Mm, that is a tricky one. <sighs> that is whatever you're doing, whatever you're thinking, it's, it's right. You don't need confirmation from anybody else. Mm. I, I always knew what I wanted and I just didn't activate it within myself just because I always asked for a second opinion, not realizing, not realizing I never needed that second opinion. Right. I, that, that's beautiful because everything you need is already inside of you. Like God gave that to you from you were born and it's up to you to discover that and develop that. I think oftentimes people are looking outside of themselves for things, um, like you said, confirmation. Mm-hmm. And it's really within you. It's, it's not being egotistical or narcissistic, but you need to have confidence in your own abilities. I love right. that. I love that. Uh, next question. If you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say and why? Wow, that is an incredible question. <laughs> <sighs> I think it would just simply say B. Mm, love it. And I say that because a lot of people just always feel like they have to play a role when a lot of the times you just have to be, you have to do whatever you feel like. You don't have to be an influencer. You don't have to be this motivational speaker. You don't have to do this big thing in life and achieve all these great things. You just have to be, and Mm -hmm. that means be happy 
within yourself, be full of love, just be. I, I love that. I love that. Like there's so many things I could say to that right now. Like my, <laughs> so many things. Like one of the biggest quotes I see often on, on Instagram right now is you are enough. You know, yes. people, because of social media and people out here portraying to be things that they are not, you know, you have people that feel bad about themselves because they feel like they don't measure up. But they're, you oh, know, they're. All the time. Right? Um, I actually had this artist message me the other day and she was inquiring about the social media management services. And I was like talking to her and she showed me that, you know, she didn't feel like her art is great because she didn't have X amount of followers. And I was like, you oh, wow. Incredible. Like it's crazy that people are starting to scale their, you know, their their talent and their success and what they do, their achievements based off of numbers now. And that's yeah. a scary space to be in. So it is. It is. I, I you know, there's a lot of amazing talent and and art being put out. And just because you don't have the numbers on social media, that doesn't measure your worth or, you know, the greatness of what you're putting out there. It just means no one knows about you yet on yeah. social media. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It doesn't devalue you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last question. Which one will I choose? Uh, oh, okay. What have you become better at saying no to in the last five years? That can be. <laughs> distractions invitations family <laughs> everything <laughs> uh, I would definitely say distractions that's a big one I just if, if I don't feel like doing something I, I really really don't put myself outside of uh, uncomfortable situation anymore I don't I don't step outside of anything that I don't want to do anymore and that was a big thing for me I used okay. to kind of get myself and be like you know what I've been in all day why not just go out why not and then you get there and I'm like I need to run back home into my comfort zone into my <laughs> blanket, you know and that doesn't that doesn't mean like you know you don't have to socialize or you don't go out or don't do anything it's just it's okay to say no to things that you don't want to it's really okay and a lot of people take that as you're not supporting them or not being there but if they knew you they would understand Yep. I, I agree with you. I, I've become more comfortable at saying no without an explanation. Yes. You know, um, especially when you're in the entrepreneurial space and you're surrounded by other creatives, there's a lot of events. There's a lot of things that people want you to be at and to do. Yes. It's okay to say no without an explanation. Like I, I used to say, well, I can't because of the kids or yeah. I can't because I'm not yeah. feeling well. No. Like, <laughs> especially because I never, I realize I never do that with others. I never say, how come you can't do this for me? I have mm. never done that before. So I was like, ah, why isn't this the same energy that I'm <laughs> That's awesome. So Tamina, I want to thank you so much again for coming on and allowing us to walk in your stilettos. Thank and you. I want you to tell us one more time where we can find you online. Thank you. I really appreciate this. So you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, any of that good stuff. It's at Tamina underscore underscore Q, which is T-A-H-M-I-N-A underscore underscore Q. And my company profile is at The Brand Agents on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you again, McKinney. Like you are doing such great things, especially for younger people as well. I think a lot of people steer away from having a conversation with the younger generations and what you're doing is incredible. Thank you so much, Tamina. I appreciate you. Thank you. 
So to our listeners, until next time, download the Awaken My Stiletto app and subscribe to our newsletter at awakenmystilettos.com. You can subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review and share your thoughts. What did you think about the conversation? Do you have any input? And share it with a friend that may find our conversation useful and continue to walk in greatness in your stilettos in a manner worthy of your calling. <laughs>